0: War Pigs by Black Sabbath you know generals gathered in that masses
1: just like witches at black masses your singing must not do it justice because I do not recognize that song uh, Craig knows <laughs> I love disappointing you with my lack of pop culture knowledge from like 30 years ago Welcome to the, the Guys Who cried. podcast. Podcast. Oh, that is not what I was expecting we were going to do. But at least we look good. Well, I do because of this new jacket that Ruben bought me.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. I, yeah, am, look I
0: am addicted to Facebook Marketplace.
1: It's a problem. It's a pro- but it's a problem for you for clothes, right? Yeah, because like here's
0: the thing. I love getting used clothes.
1: You're really good at it. You have a talent, especially for other people.
0: Yeah. So, like, I saw this jacket that he's wearing. I'll show it off to the people. Show it off. If you guys are watching this, look at it. Look at the back. It's super snazzy, right? Uh, I saw it, and I was like, Adam needs this, because I'm pretty sure he has shoes that would match it, too, if he wanted to. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I was like, hey, man, I got you this jacket. If it doesn't fit you, it doesn't fit you, but it looks like it fits Pearl. Fits very well, um, I will say. And so I got a flume. I also got myself a pair of Doc Martens. Baby's first Doc Martens.
1: You gotta look hardcore,
0: man. It'll go well with
1: your Combat lumberjack
0: boots. Uh, yeah, hipster, hipster I definitely look. look like an Indian brawny man right now with my big beard. No, but I, it looks I've good. Read, man. Uh, I wish I could rock a beard <laughs> like that, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm always looking for very utilitarian things on Facebook marketplaces, like mini fridges, wall decor. Things that people are getting rid of that you know you can find a, a good deal on.
0: Yeah, like, I'm I'm so... Because cl- at least with the online thing, the Facebook marketplace, I'm a little bit more deliberate. When I'm at Goodwill, I buy the dumbest things because it's just there. I'm like... We went together. What did you find? You found, uh man, some really dumb stuff. I don't know what I found when I was with you, but... I can't remember.
1: Uh, oh, we found a pair of shoes that were really nice. Dig into this pair of shoes that we probably could flip. I'm still too lazy to do it. Yeah, but, but yeah,
0: like so, like I remember one time, and I saw have it sitting in my house. It's like an Art Deco piece, but it's like a, it's like a really old, uh, like film, like, yeah. like 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 projector. Yeah, it comes of, it's like a Laurel, and it has like a Laurel Hardy movie with it. Oh, nice. And I'm like, yeah, I need this. And as, it's just as like, like uh, just stuff.
1: like something to put on a on a table that right. looks cool. So yeah. like, eventually.
0: When I move or have my own house, like I think it would be really cool up on a mantle. But like
1: right now, it's just in my bedroom, and it just looks like you know it's just collecting dust. That's the cool thing about vintage items or older items; is they're they're interesting discussion pieces when people walk in or having records out or you know bobbleheads or whatever. It's kind of cool. Yeah, my records take up a lot of space. I you do have a lot of records. I I think all the time how
0: much space I would actually
1: have in my house if I got rid of my records but it says a lot about you it says a lot about you being an audiophile and really appreciating music you know yeah, in a way spe- that i don't think i do speaking of that greg introduced me to hurdle
0: which is the music version of wordle oh and i'm addicted i'm more addicted to that than i am a wordle
2: we're very similar because both of us, we either know it in the first second or it's like, I don't know what that is.
0: Yeah, like the two I haven't gotten were Ariana Grande Seven Rings, I think, mm-hmm. is the name of that song. No, I know I'm that song.
2: embarrassed that I got that. I'm very basic. And then the yeah, other one was, was Rude
0: Boy by Rihanna, which yeah. like, I know the song, Call me right. but I just haven't listened to it enough to know like how it starts. You it's know all the
1: off-the-wall hipster right. stuff so, <laughs> yeah, that nobody else cares yeah. about? No, uh, I'm Tom kidding. Club, what's
0: up? Uh, it's that's funny you cool. say that because I went down through like all of uh, I like if I go through my Spotify real quick, the last couple songs that I like saved are like really popular samples. So like the one I have right now is like Cola Bottle Girl. <laughs> oh, Cola Bottle Baby. Yeah, what is that? Edwin Bird song. Oh yeah, it's, like, that's what was Daft sing- Punk. Yeah. yeah.
2: Oh. oh. This does not help. <laughs> It's, uh, what's it's, the uh,
1: other it's one? faster, slower. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. it comes from the uh, Kanye West sample that for Stronger, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: And then the other one I was uh, listening to uh, every now and then I'm going to like a little smooth jazz. So, like Herb Alpert's Rise came on.
2: Don't, 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 don't.
1: Yeah. there
0: there is the part where it's for like a big, it's for like a fairly popular Biggie song.
2: Can't you see?
1: That's the difference between an audiophile and someone who isn't an audiophile. They, you guys know the names and the titles and the albums and all <laughs> Everybody else just knows, oh, I know that beat, because it was used in some other later song. Uh, yeah.
0: This is technically Bottle Baby by Edward <laughs> yeah, yeah. song. Oh, yeah, exactly.
1: I, uh, I
0: can fill you with Real Millionaire. Beep, my car go, S <laughs> car go. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's too dumb, dude. Yeah, that's, that's the difference for sure. I was going to say about, I, I think it's funny when you see guys like... Um, uh, who do a lot of flipping on Facebook market or Goodwill. They like, say, oh, you could go in, you can make 50 bucks profit on reselling this old Crock-Pot or whatever, you know, on Amazon or upselling it. And I'm like, yeah, but the, the amount of time and effort that goes into doing that every day would easily be a full-time job. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what. It's cool. Shout out to my brother. because oh, my yeah, brother he flips does shoes, right? He
0: flips shoes. He is, oh my goodness, he's a genius. He's legitimately a genius. If he hasn't gotten it, if he hasn't gotten like the IQ test... He's a hundred percent a genius. I'm sure, like,
1: I'm sure. He
0: figured out some weird algorithm where, like, he could buy video games, use video games at uh, GameStop, like, yeah, and then trade them into Best Buy for like higher trade in value. You got in trouble, right? Yeah, I mean, but it was <laughs> but so yeah, it funny was a good like, idea. I was like, why? I mean, you weren't doing anything wrong. It was just like.
1: But, but it's not good exploited. for the companies. Yeah, 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 yeah that's all. So, it was for, like, he was it's able a, to
0: pay for, like, a brand new, like, washer dryer. <laughs> it's, it's a legal right. loophole. Yeah. yeah. And, like, but he does the same thing with shoes. So now, like, he has bots set up to buy, like, sneakers.
1: Yeah. And then he'll, like, resell them. Like, ah, he he's one of those guys. He ruins it for everybody else who just wants to <laughs> have a cool pair of sneakers. But the thing is, like, every a lot, if you know how to do it, a lot of people do that. And until they are able to change that to prevent people from exploiting the system, well, then, you know. Like there were
0: a pair of crocs that I really wanted. Mm-hmm. The Sal Hay, whatever Bremby Were they
1: the new ones? They were
0: like the green, like they looked yeah. really, really cool. The new. And I was like, formal. Oh, I really want to get these. They were only hundred and twenty dollars, but like the hundred and twenty dollars was only taken out of your account if you won the drawing. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder how much I could buy because I really liked them. I really would re- actually really cool. I went online look looked at much six hundred dollars for like a hundred and ten dollar like original buy
1: now i wonder if you wait a year or two if they'll still be the same price if they or would if come they'll down. just go up yeah you know, sometimes that happens too like their sneakers that are a thousand like the travis scott yeah sneakers. that's ridiculous that's why i love buying that stuff from the unofficial websites yeah. where you can get ones that like look exactly the same way built the same way and nobody knows you just you just like the style of it yeah like the off-white it's so ridiculous yeah i hate that stuff but So I get it. Although it's stupid because I spend a lot of money on sneakers, but I always try to buy them on sale, even though there's still a lot of money. So it's it's still stupid. Yeah, it's like original. It's
0: like original price one thousand dollars on sale for seven hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Deal. But (laughs) but it's funny because I've done that a couple of times, and I'm like, oh, I could sell these sneakers for more money now because I bought them at a really low price. But it's again, it's more effort. It's something else to think about, and it's not something I'm really well
0: with. Like thrifting, all that. There is a thrill a <clears throat> finding. It's true. Like, a gem. And actually I, reselling it, yeah. Like, one of my favorite finds, I found a painting. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is a really cool painting. And mm-hmm. at Goodwill, like, it was only $5. Mm-hmm. And I was looking, and I felt it. It was, like, actual paint. Yeah. I saw the name of the artist. The artist's name was Morris Katz. Okay. And I was like, alright, let me look up this guy. So, turns out, there's a whole Wikipedia page on him. Oh, wow. Wow. So, he's in the Guinness Book of... Guinness... Book of World Records. Yeah, did I say that right. Whatever, yeah. for being like the world's fastest painter, and they called him the Toilet Paper Painter because wow. he would paint all of his paintings with a palette knife and toilet paper. No way. Wow. And so I bought it for five dollars, and so I started going. yeah you know, this is what I do. I go on like, <laughs> I go on like the deep dive. Yeah. And I started looking his name up on Instagram, like hashtags, and I found a guy that was selling a piece, and I and I messaged I'm like hey so I definitely think I found in Morris Katz original like how much do you think I could get for it? he's like honestly like right now like the market isn't really too crazy for him it's only like you could probably get like 50 bucks for it yeah he's like but he was such a character like if they ever do like a documentary on him or like a movie on him like he's like that's just gonna skyrocket yeah but it's a cool painting I don't think I would ever sell it it's in a really cool frame like it was just a cool piece that i was like this is dope i'm gonna hang it up and like now it's a story that i tell to people right
1: right hey i'm curious would you be able to date this is a little bit different but it's, it's about this exact topic would you be able to date a girl who was not able to get into the, the nuances and the detail of these types of discussions who was much more superficial or high level would that make you feel unattracted or would you be okay with it if everything else was good.
0: I think I'd be okay with it. I yeah. I mean,
1: I don't think you guys need to match on every single level. I feel the level. Same way, yeah. Like- I thought
0: that, too. Am but... I ever going to meet a girl that's going to want to eat every single thing that I want to eat? No. Right. Is it going to be a, you know, and is there going to be stuff that I don't want to do that the other girl wants to do? Sure. It's 100% things. Like, even now, I'm talking to somebody that is in the medical field and, mm-hmm. like, Sometimes like the medical stuff just kind of goes over my head and sure. I listen her, and it's, it's super fascinating, but yeah. like, you know, it's just, I will never be able to get into it as much as she's into it, but it's, I, but it's nice to hear about other people's passions. Oh, so, sure. Sure. I, as I, I, long as she respects that I'm into those nuances, right. I would be okay with it. If she was just like, oh, I think it's a, dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'd dorky. Like, all you know, right. Whatever. Well, yeah. get out of here.
1: If you don't respect Late. me for my interests, then. Yeah, Yeah. I I always thought I needed to date someone who I could have the kind of discussions that I have, like, with my mom. Because I know the people that I click with very well, female or male, in terms of friendships, are people often I can get into really deep discussions with, whether it's about politics or philosophy or religion or whatever. But then I realized, I'm like, I like someone I can get into detail about life and relationships and, like you know openly communicating about what our desires are and our wants are and, and what our goals are in life and that kind of stuff that's very important because that means you can have a good relationship you can talk about anything but in terms of like somebody I can talk about politics with no i have plenty of people i can talk about politics with i don't need the girl that i'm with to be able to talk about her philosophy on you know putin and zelensky and their relationship with, you know and the matter of yeah. world affairs you know it's like i don't need that you know yeah i i don't know i i, I think like
0: I definitely think it's important, though, to have someone who's willing to challenge you, though. I definitely don't want to date a yes woman. I don't want someone who's just going to agree with everything. Right. Has her own opinions. Right.
1: Yes. Which is important. But if, if they don't have an opinion on a particular topic, like, are you Democrat or Republican? Do you follow one or the other? Do you believe in God or do you not believe in God? You know, sometimes those things can um, be important depending on how important they are to you. Right, yeah. Yes. And if they're both not that important to you it doesn't really matter yeah interesting it, just, it is it is it's just like you know
0: how important like being open and honest in, in like a relationship is like yeah you know, even i's, I mean this is well it wasn't a planned segue but like we had a pretty mm-hmm. open and honest discussion last week but like the girl I'm seeing now I literally told her today as of this recording so it's an interesting situation we, we can kind of talk about it on here Yes. Uh so she is going to be a pediatrician And part of that process is she has to submit like a list of hospitals. She has to rank them one through 20 where she wants to go. And based on where what hospital chooses her, she'll get matched to one of those hospitals. So, like, if the number one hospital wants her, she gets matched there. But if they don't want her, but the second one on her list wants her, like, she goes there. So, like, the conversation. So, like, her, like, she wants to, her number one is DuPont Children's Hospital. So the conversation today we had was, well, what happens if I match elsewhere? Like what happens then? And I was like, well, I'm not the biggest fan of long distance and I don't know, you know, and we were just kind of talking about like how, I don't know if it'd be best for her or whatever. We're not going to get into the to the details about it, but it was just refreshing to be able to have that conversation to so not be afraid of to having be afraid a conversation. And to be open and honest and not hold anything back. And I told her that. I appreciate that, you know, that we can be open and honest with each other, which is one of the things, like, again, like, that we had last week, the conversation yeah. we had about a situation that you're in. It yeah. It was just, like, we were, you know, I was, like, it was just something I saw and I was, like, this is how I feel about your situation. And, like, I just want to make sure you know, you don't get hurt or like, you know what I mean? And like, it comes from a place of care and love. And like, I even admitted, like I get invested. I get way too invested and it's something I'm trying to work on, but it's comes from a place of love and a place of care. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I know, but it's like
1: my critique is only that you become concerned more than the person is themselves. If they're willing to take a risk or they understand the details enough to be working out the situation as they see fit. And you feel like you have to be more concerned for them because you feel like there's an inevitable cliff ahead, which is not the case. You know, my mom, my mom thought that about Jessica. I was dating in Ecuador. Like, how do you not see this ending in a complete disaster? I'm like, it might not work out, but it doesn't mean we're going to let it be left totally heartbroken, aimless and lost. It's like things happened the way that they did and it was fine. You know, if things don't always work out and we handled it in such a way that it's it's fine. And the same thing could happen now in my current situation. But going back to this, with the girl you're dating now, would you have continued talking to her if you knew that this was gonna happen at the very, very beginning? Uh
0: so like you know, there's obviously a very good possibility that she's gonna stay and we'll find as of this recording we're right. gonna find out on this Friday coming out. Right.
1: So when this comes out I will kind of have my answer, and I'll kind of give you guys the update, I guess. Uh, but, but if you were matching with her on the dating app, and you knew on her profile, oh, she's going to have to make a decision in three months that's going to determine where she's going to live, either locally or very far away, would you have swiped left or swiped right? Accepted, yeah, but it's still swiped. Yeah, um, that's how I feel. Because, you know. But, like, again, like, if if...
0: She does match elsewhere. I think you know. We both kind of talked about just you know. I think it's okay. We're it's it's still so early on. Yeah. Um. That I think it's not. There's not a lot of like emotion tied to it. And I said if we keep hanging out and like just doing this casual dating thing, I'll get way too invested, and I'm just not a fan of casual dating.
1: But if you decided to break up because it will be long distance, you're not so emotionally invested that you'd be completely heartbroken. You could make the decision mutually and just go your separate ways. Right. Be fine. Right. right, so we'll see. Uh, I was going to ask the same question about whether or not you could date someone and early on not know whether or not you wanted to marry them. N- marry them if you're dating someone within the first one, two, three months, and you just didn't have that feeling of like, "Oh my gosh, I could spend the rest of my life with this person." Would you continue dating them or not? Should you expect to know if you want to marry someone that quickly?
0: I don't know about marry, but like, I think you should want to be with the person. I think, yeah. you know, I think maybe those go hand in hand. I don't know. But like, I think you should want to be with the person. What about you?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I have a weird feeling where I haven't experienced that sort of true love. I think that often people, people, not everybody experiences, but I'm often sort of holding myself to a standard of that. of Either you kind of know that this is someone you could spend the rest of your life with or not. But I've also learned that some things take time to develop. Feelings take time to develop and, give something a chance to breathe and not necessarily just jump right out right away because you're like, Well, I don't know. I just don't know if I can marry you in the first three, six well, months. Well, and and that comes in different
0: forms, right? Like I was talking to, you know, one of our friend's girlfriends. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I'm very, I'm very particular about my, my personal space and my personal time. Right. Like I like my alone time. She's like, well, you'll meet somebody that like, that doesn't matter anymore. And yeah. it's kind of funny because like, I think I told you, I was like, yeah, yeah I wanted this, to ask you about this. I was yeah. like, this girl I'm talking to you now, like three nights in a row, she just came over after, after I was done work and we just watched like four episodes of Scrubs together and she would just like, put, like wrap herself up in a blanket and lay her head yeah. on my, my lap and like, we didn't have to like talk or have any deep discussions. It was just yeah. comfortable. It didn't feel forced um, and, you know, I was like, oh, wow. I, you know, for anybody else, it would have been like, all right, like, back up a little bit. Yeah.
1: But, like, this was fine. Especially given that you really appreciate your your personal time. It's funny, I felt the same way with Jessica in Ecuador, given that she did speak English, but we would go on long, long walks together through the city and often not talk very much, and I still felt content. Other girls I could be with, I'd be like, ah. I just can't wait to get away. We don't talk about anything. But it's you have a feeling with someone you just like being with them. You can make them laugh. There's just a certain dynamic there. Um, And I felt that way about other girls, too. But, Greg, actually, I wanted to ask you how I know you you and your wife dated for a long time. But was there a point that you knew you wanted to marry her or that she's a person you could marry? Or did it take you a, a while before you realized, okay, this is someone I could marry?
2: I think it took a while. I mean, okay. it, it was one of those things where we were together for a long time. Um, I was going over there pretty much every night and then, you know, finally Kim was like, why don't you, why don't you move in? And I was like, well, I'll grab a few more clothes and, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'll have some clothes here. And then like, it just, I, it kind of just happened. Like we yeah. started, I started staying there more often and it didn't, it didn't hurt the fact that it was like five minutes from my job. So I could just oh, literally roll out nice of bed and like be at work. Um, but how long
1: did it take before you felt that comfortable? You're like, oh, I guess I could, not, spend my life with this person it didn't, in some way. It
2: didn't take long. A few it months. Didn't. Within it, a few a, months? Yeah. I mean, I'd say probably from when we met, you know, it was a couple of years from when we met. So huh. I, I think the True. big piece of it is letting yourself kind of like you said, putting yourself out there, being willing to get hurt. That's a big part of it, I think. Yeah. And then um maybe it'll work out. Maybe you'll find out that it's gonna happen and other maybe not. Um I don't know. I feel like if you go in with the expectation, like, oh, I, th- I really shouldn't be wasting time if I don't think I'm going to marry this person. I feel like you're going to second guess yourself. You're going to just find flaws with everything and, and why you shouldn't do it.
1: I yeah, don't know. That was my problem, I think, in the past. um, It's a balance, though, because sometimes I knew this person I'm not going to fall in love with, you know. um, But there are other people I knew I had to give a chance to. So, Yeah, I mean, it's just... I mean that comes in different forms too. I mean, love comes in different
0: forms. Like, you know, in the past, I've had that that feeling of elation with people, but it just didn't work out, and maybe it was just you know it's just not the time or not the right time
1: or not the right place, whatever. And like, and given the fact that given the fact that your parents have married early, your siblings are married, right. do you feel like there's any? Uh, burden or expectation on you to get married have kids by a certain time oh i've got to just settle down with somebody no matter what no matter well, what it was
0: it's. i mean we both grew up in a very christian household yeah a very christian like environment yeah where the thought was you get married by 25 you have your first kid by 30 mm-hmm. right and, and like even like now it's like even younger like now i see people at my church getting married at like 19 and 20 and having their first kid by like 21 and i'm like oh my
1: gosh this is crazy do you think it's the sexual pressure i do i do yeah the it's desire little... to have sex and it's like well we can only have sex within the context of marriage so I, I i think that's a big
0: part of it i think they use but we really love each like I, i don't want to talk crap on people at my church well, it doesn't have to just be people with church. Well, there's like, lots of people who marry you early. Yeah, you know? I, I think, like, I remember, like, I talked to actually one of my pastors about this, and I was like, you know, there's a person, there was a couple in our church, and they got engaged in high school, and they got pregnant almost immediately. And, you know, I was like, man, that's a lot. That's a lot. As an 18-year-old girl, you know, 18-year-old guy, it's a lot of pressure to have on yourself, like, yeah. to just get out there. Um, and I just, I mean, I've also been somebody that's really loved my life. I've loved all the experiences that I have that like, I'm really happy that I didn't settle
1: down earlier. I was going to say that. Yeah. Um, you and I both have not found long-term relationships easily, so we've had to develop more time on our own and all that kind of stuff. And I'm actually very grateful for that because I said I I would rather get get married or get into a long-term relationship later in life because more things are established or more emotionally healthy or more financially stable. So if I'm going to pursue a possible marriage with someone, I would much rather it be when me and the other person are older and more established because it's much more risky to get into that situation when you're 18, 19, because there's so much more to figure out and there's a much greater likelihood that you are to get divorced if you marry early. Yeah, you guys, I
0: don't know, like... It's a blessing in disguise. Right. I mean I don't know if you guys see it, but sometimes I see all the time I feel like people put these unnecessary time constraints yeah. on themselves to get certain things done, you know? And like I just my my biggest thing is like I just hope people are doing it for the right reasons. That's it. Like don't you don't need to get married by a certain age because you think you need to get married by a certain age. Yeah. It's getting
1: married at a certain age because you want to get married. Like you don't. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Like, and, and the timeline. Even with with dating someone for a long time, um, I think it's nice when you can just let the relationship breathe and be like, it's fine. We're dating, or we get married. Doesn't really matter. We want to be with each other. So in either context, it's fine. Right, I mean, there are right. certain other reasons there why are, people get married. And yeah, there are certain situations. Where you don't feel pressure,
0: dude. Yeah. I know people that have literally gotten engaged twenty four hours after meeting.
1: Yeah, and they're they're still together. Yeah, they just they just freaking knew. If you know, you know, right? Yeah, I was just gonna say. I mean, if someone's gonna get engaged, I would I would hope that they're both talking about it before it happens. But anyway, Uh, I was gonna talk about my situation, but I think I'll probably wait on that. I just I don't know who's listening right now. That's why I didn't I didn't get into it. I didn't say what or who. I like it's such good drama. So I mean, we can share the context (laughs) of the situation. Well, listen.
0: So the context of our conversation
1: yeah. which got, got kind of heated a little bit not on my side it was just you I was just listening Yeah, I, I let I, you do your rant I basically. did do a rant no I mean I listened it's good advice and it
0: helped yeah. a little bit you, th- oh, yeah. you said it helped it did I just always you know the same thing again. the same thing happened with Cortland last year where I was like this is how I feel right and Like, yeah, at the end of the day you're an adult you're gonna make your own decision like you're a big boy but like I wouldn't be your friend if I didn't express concern like this yeah that's always my thing. I would want people to do the same thing to me. if They felt like I was doing something or like yeah. with somebody that they didn't feel like was like the right move or for whatever reason, they saw something that they
1: thought wasn't right. They're like, hey, Ruben, my mom said something similar when I was dating uh, Jessica from from Ecuador because she's like, look, I saw how heartbroken you were like two years ago because of something. Why would you get into something that you see has a very difficult potential ending or whatever? And I'm like, mom, that's life. Like. I'm going to try and I'm in a particular situation where I could make something like that work. I'm not going to just live my life being bored because I'm not taking risks and trying. Yeah, people get heartbroken, but like it's a risk I'm willing to take. So I think I look at other people like that, like when you talk to Cortland and advise him on certain things. I'm just like, look, he had a situation last year you advised him on. It didn't work out and he's fine. He's totally fine, you know. So I guess I don't worry as much as I think you worry.
0: Yeah, I mean, and
1: he also admitted I was right this
0: right the no, no. you
1: might be right but in terms of a concern of like if you don't act on this now it's going to be a total disaster right. i don't it's like, say you're going to be fine i say things to think about right and i usually say these are things i feel like you should think about you were right but it's not the you have you we realize the words are not going to change someone's courses of action, courses and of I action just, for the most part right and yeah. like
0: what Cortland said was it was a different perspective Yeah, which is great. And I think that's important because if you look through things through one lens, I think, you know, you just have tunnel vision. Sometimes you need
1: to look all around you. My end point is that when you share a piece of advice, you don't have to be as emotionally invested. Share your piece, but don't be so concerned or upset about it because it's not going to change the person's mind. They're going to still do what they're going to do, and they're probably going to be okay. That means you don't need to be as concerned about it. That's right. The point. Right. I, I guess like And when I say you, I mean me. If I if I right. got emotionally invested in someone else and started telling them my opinion, I'm like, look, so, I don't need to do that. Because they're probably gonna be fine. They're not gonna listen to me anyway, so I'll share my piece and just be chill about it, you know?
0: Yeah, I guess like Why does the, it get you worked up? It gets me worked up because it's like I, I feel like it's obvious to a lot of other people too. Like right. even with the situation with Courtland, like when I I would always ask other people, Am I how am I acting in this situation? I would I would Say, am I warranted in my feelings, or am I not? Right. Like, that's a good question to ask. You know, yeah, and yeah. I would ask other people that were close to Courtland, and like when I told them the situation, they would be like, "No, it's a good thing you're talking to him because like it's, it's concerning some of these things." Right. And like with you, like I said, I just hope you you know there's yeah. there's there's deeper conversations going. That's all I. That's mm. that was like I think the biggest point, right? right? I think like the biggest point was not to do something because it's comfortable, right? But to have better, bigger, deeper conversations with something that there already is an emotion right. invested in there. Yes, yes. And because I had seen what it did right. in the past, I that's why I got so worked up about this particular situation. Right, because right. Because I was like, you know, I saw how it affected you. I saw how hard you took it. Right. You wouldn't want the same thing to happen again. And that's right. why, because I was like, dude, like, you know... When we first started hanging out, let's like that was like the big thing. And yeah. So, you know, I remember that, and I remember yeah. the car rides and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, like that was my big thing. It's like I saw this happen, right? Just putting it out there. Yeah.
1: These are conversations that should happen, and I appreciate that. Yeah, which is good. It did make me think a little bit more, and I I know that if. If and I, I haven't brought it up since.
0: Oh no, no. I, you can bring I it up anytime my, time you want. No, but it's, I but I said my point. Yeah. I got my point. I said it. I said, I said it. I feel way better. Yeah. I would be I wouldn't be your friend if I didn't say it. Right. And it, so I think that's important with friendships to be honest with each other about right. about things like that. Even like if you think okay, if they're happy, great. But like also like, hey, are you thinking about this from this angle or this right. angle? Like it would be like if I looked at cooking just one single way and mm-hmm. didn't listen to other chefs you about need how to perspectives. make yeah. my dish better, right? right? Like, as a chef, when I make something and I let someone else taste it, I'm like, what does it need? Yeah. Because, like, I think it's good, but, like, what would make it better? Right. And so, right. I guess, like, I look at it from that perspective, too.
1: Right. It's funny. My mom often is afraid to ask me about how I'm doing in my dating life because I think she's expressed p- opinions before that... Maybe I've pushed back on in some ways, but I'm always like, mom, you can ask me anything you want, but don't necessarily put your prescriptions or give me your prescriptions for how you think something should be done. Ask me questions about how I'm doing. If I think you're going to ask me a question about my finances or my love life to then give me your prescription about what I should be doing, that's annoying. Don't do that. But... You can give advice if something seems really terrible or whatever. But the more you ask questions to someone about how they're doing, how they feel about it, what their concerns are, what the the positive things are, you can help someone else figure out for themselves what they should or should not do right. without you prescribing something. And that's what therapists do. Like good therapists will like listen to you. They'll ask you how you feel about it, what are the good things, what are the bad things, and help you figure it out yourself instead of saying, hey, hey, you shouldn't even be talking to that girl. They can't tell you that. They don't know what's going on inside your head or what how, what your interactions are like with that person, but they can allow you to ask yourselves questions that help promote an answer in your own head. So that's what I try to do with my friends instead of, you know, like, uh, I have a friend who's dating a guy, well, kind of dating a guy, not really. He can't give her what she wants, Laura. And she's still she doesn't listen, it's okay. And um <laughs> and she like she's talking to this guy and she knows it. She knows she's talking to someone who can't really give her what she he she wants, but she loves him and it's just hard to find other people like that. And I'm and she can talk to me about it as much as she wants. She knows what she's doing. She knows that it's a risk and that it's a possible it's eventual that it, maybe it won't work out, or she's not getting what she wants, or she's sacrificing something for someone that can't give her what she wants. And I know it. She knows it. I don't need to keep bringing it up. I just ask her, how are you doing? How's he doing? How are you? You know? And it's it's her time to figure it out when she's ready. Yes. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> well, it would drive you nuts. I would. Would it drive you nuts? I
0: would. As After the first couple of times we talked about it. Yeah. I would be like, dude, you already know how I feel about this. So there's no reason to have this conversation. But you like, would never
1: ask her how she's doing with him. No. Huh. I mean, like if it's the same. Yeah be like no then like you know yeah but i ask you how you're doing with the person you're dating if it's good why would you not ask her just because it's not something you agree with if,
0: if she already knows if she already knows it's not fulfilling in a certain way that's not long term i don't
1: i don't understand that mindset but personally. it's like you're not asking her about her life because it's a it's a decision you don't agree with
0: no it's because she already knows how i feel about it so yeah. like if you're going to keep complaining to me about the same thing over and over again, at a certain
1: point, it just be, it just falls on deaf ears. Well, what? and from my perspective, she doesn't complain about it all the time. I just ask her, hey, how are you doing? How's he doing? How are you guys doing? You know what I mean? You wouldn't do that?
0: No, I mean, if, if she had already complained about him multiple times, I'd be like, you're an adult. You, you know, you can deal with that situation.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean she'd, to yeah, be fair, not, I would do not. the
0: same thing with Cortland. I'd be like, how, how are things the same? Okay, cool. Let's move on. Yeah. There's no need to dive in deeper if it's the same situation. If it's gotten better, amazing, awesome. Right. Well, but like and, yeah, if, and, it, if yeah. it's the same situation and like you know, and this situation's weird because like I I don't per I personally don't see the point of dating somebody if if you're have that feeling if somebody better came along, I would leave them. Yeah. Like that to me is a
1: weird concept. It is is when you, it's just hard because you, your brain is, is weighing the pros and cons. It's like, if I leave this person, I'm probably going to be single for a really long time and I don't know when I would meet the next person, even though it's likely. It's possible. Or, I stay with someone who doesn't ultimately fulfill me. Maybe there's a chance something could happen, happen, but at least I'm a little bit happier. You know? I guess, I guess to me,
0: to me, it just says like, you're just not, Okay, being by yourself, you'd rather be in a relationship that's not fulfilling than just you
1: know, be by yourself. And I guess like me I mean again. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like with me, like I, I even dating a girl in another country who was it was a very good relationship. I would rather that than no, I'm not going to meet another person like that for on average another 2 years. Like I would rather try with that than than be by myself. But if I,
0: you already knew like you weren't getting fulfilled, you would still stay with that person?
1: Well, that's assuming, yeah, if I wasn't being fulfilled, after that's a while, a after a-, a while, I I get a little prideful and I'm like, this is ticking me off. This person's not giving me what I want. Like, you're out. Right. You know? Like, the conversation. Right. Like but I, not everybody's like that. Like, with you and know. uh, can I talk about that a little?
0: Like that situation i never like had an issue with that either like that wasn't something oh, yeah. that we ever had to talk about except oh jessica the in ecuador yeah because we had a good relationship yeah, yeah. and th- that wasn't anything until like the end of it where i was like yeah you know you were asking me about you know what was going on and i was like i think you know what you want to do you're just trying to get validation for it i don't you know was that before we broke up that was the yeah we sat in your car shout out to tesla oh yeah uh, <laughs> uh, shout out to Tesla. not a sponsor yeah um But they should be.
1: (laughs) Oh, because I kept saying she was feeling really insecure often and it was frustrating. Because I'm like, I'm doing everything right. I don't know why you feel insecure about it. I was like, Well, from my perspective, you're putting in so much
0: effort and so much time to go there to spend this time with her. And it's like that would annoy the crap out of me. It would be and that's what I said. I was like, dude, I you're doing the the right things. Yeah. Like, I don't think she has any like to stand on with feeling right, right especially because like i know you you were very open about who you're hanging out with and what your relationship yeah. is with that person yeah you
1: know what i mean and so it's like with that i was like okay like that's dumb but yeah. like, so so the girl i was dating in ecuador at the end of our, our formal relationship um she had expressed some insecurity about like oh i just sometimes i feel like you're really cold with me and all this stuff when from my perspective i'm like Constantly talking, initiating. When we can talk on the phone, like I'm being funny and sarcastic and we're joking and all that stuff. So to me, I was, I'm was i totally blindsided by those sorts of comments. The thing is though, I could empathize with her. I knew it was coming from a place of love where you can be insecure about someone because you like them so much you're afraid you're going to lose them. So this irrational insecurity comes out. And I knew that's that was the case for her. I had already spent, you know, four weeks with her or whatever. So I knew how she felt about me, but it's still frustrating nonetheless. Yeah. And, and I think it also came from a place where it was probably just like, realistically,
0: how long can we keep this going? Yeah. Until we try to make it more permanent, you know? Um, And I think that always creeps. I think that probably played into the insecurities because that's huge, man. That's
1: the thing huge. Is, well, maybe for her, I mean, the thing, that kind of stuff just doesn't bother me because it's like there's no competition. If I was meeting new people here all the time, I, I'd be like, yeah, what What am I wasting my time with somebody who lives really far away? But it's like, this person is in my life every day and they make me feel good and I get to go visit them and work from their country whenever I want. So I'm like, you know, I'm willing to take a chance and, and make something work and everyone has to figure that out for themselves, so... Yeah. It's interesting.
0: Yeah. I, you know, even the situation that I'm in now, like, we've already had those open and honest conversations. It's awesome. Like, what would happen? So what are cool. we going to do? And, like, those are conversations that I was having with myself. And I was like, All right, it's really great that we can have this conversation. Cause, like, I'm someone who wants something a little bit more solid, long term plan. You right. know what I mean? I right. want to be with somebody that, like, if within, like, the first, like, four to five weeks, like, I don't see it going anywhere. I'm not going to keep trying. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going to sit here and be like, all right, well, like, maybe it'll get better. Maybe it'll get better. I'll have the conversation once. Hey, I, you know, I'll definitely try. Yeah. But like, you know, the situation I was in last year with that girl I was seeing, we had a conversation and a week later she did the same thing. And I was like, all right, well, yeah, the same organ.
1: If you know there's a permanent roadblock in the future or the, the same bad unhealthy habits keep reoccurring, it's like yeah, I'm out. And I, I'd feel the same way. If I'm going to get hurt or I'm not getting what I want. Cool. I think I think it's also alright, man. Yeah. Let's switch it up. Current events. Kanye and Pete Woo! Davidson. The tweets that have been going Pete. on. Ruben, Skeet. I know you've got some thoughts on this. What do you Skeet think is going Davidson. on with Kanye Skeet David. and Skeet that's Davidson? Calls so. yeah, that's I very guess, inappropriate. Guess, that
0: no, word. that's what that's what Kanye calls Pete Davis's calls him skeet. Uh you know, it's it's well, it's interesting. What happened? So obviously we know that Kim and Kanye divorced. Yes. Or I don't know if they're actually divorced, but they are I think he finally signed the papers. To, right. Yeah. They are separated. They're not yeah. together. And like very quickly after that they separated. Kim Kardashian hosted Saturday Night Live. Where she shared a kiss with Pete Davidson, and then that was like, "Oh, look at this!" And then they started dating, which, like, you know, good for them. At first, I was like, "This is weird," but like, I'll be honest, I've been very impressed by Pete Davidson. Yeah,
1: he's I've grown been up very a lot. Pretty mature. by
0: the way he's been attacking it, and the yeah. way not attacking because he hasn't been attacking it. He's been very mature about the whole thing, and yeah. Kanye, something is going wrong mentally, man. The so, guy is going off the
1: deep end. Well, so I did I did he research before this. Uh, I guess apparently he does formally have bipolar disorder and has had a lot of formal assessments, maybe some attempts at medication. But that obviously can wear on a relationship um, because you're acting like you're someone that you're not. Um, your, your moods are very erratic and obviously can take a toll on the person that you have kids with. So as she started to date other people and, and got into a relationship with Pete Davidson... It sounds like Kanye would confront Pete Davidson or, or Davidson or would be upset about the way they were interacting that might preclude him from hanging out with his kids or spending time with them, maybe because Kanye was being annoying. And so I guess after a while, Pete Davidson was very patient with him. In fact, I read that the the messages that Pete had sent Kanye was like, hey, look, I've stood up for you on SNL. I've told them to stop making jokes about you. Like, I've stood up to yep. you for mm-hmm. you behind your back and tried to, like, you know, to fend for you and your kids. But he's like, after a while, you keep annoying me. I don't know exactly what Kanye was doing. Calling stuff out on public uh, social media, I guess. Talking about this relationship in a very public way when Kanye should have been doing it behind closed doors. And Pete said, after a while, I can't be nice anymore, you know, if you're going to keep acting this particular way. Right, and he was like, dude, like, come meet me. We'll, like, we'll get, like,
0: you got to get help. And I think that's important. It's, it's, It's hard when people can't. I think a lot of people... Are amused by this situation but a lot of people are also genuinely concerned for kanye West. sure like, this is some erratic behavior yeah. and you can say whatever you want oh well pete and kanye were friends and da 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 and i was like well listen man like uh, if kim kardashian comes to me and is like i want to date you like what are you gonna do say no yeah or uh, like she wants to hang out maybe at first it just did start off with her wanting to like you know, escape reality for a second, be with a fun guy. And then all of a sudden she's like, Oh, I kind of like this guy, you know, whatever happened happened. But
1: like, I don't know. Well, the, the point is, is that we, you know, the public wants Kanye to get more help, I think. And he has to make the decision on his own. The problem is, is when someone has a particular issue and is unwilling to get help or thinks they don't need help, even after professional advice is recommended. Otherwise that's where it gets frustrating, where it's like, you have a problem that is not fully in your control, so let's we can't blame Kanye for his bipolar disorder, but when you have a problem that does have some solution, and you're not willing to accept that you have a problem enough to, to, to find that solution, that's where the, the other people in your life start putting up, you know, roadblocks. They start shutting you out, because you're now affecting everyone else's lives around you, you know? He's probably affecting his kids' lives, Kim's life, yeah, people she's dating- and I feel for him, and I feel he's probably frustrated. He's probably upset. Oh, I can't see my kids, or you don't want me to come to this party, or this or that or whatever. But it's like you're not willing to get help for an issue, and you're it's ta- being taken out on everyone else. After some time, they can't deal with that anymore.
0: Yeah. Do you yeah. do
1: you take a particular side or no? No, Greg, I Greg mean, either. No, I I no. don't get
0: invested in Hollywood relationships. I just think it's fun to watch and like kind of see how it unfolds. I mean. I kind of feel bad for Pete Davidson if I'm being honest in this whole situation like he's kind of gotten roped that. up into this stuff and like he doesn't want to have to deal with that but like yeah he's a comedian so you better believe that next stand up special he has is probably gonna have sky high ratings. <laughs> He'll have a lot of good material. Yeah, He'll so like you know material. it'll be interesting to see and he hasn't been on SNL in a few weeks either so it'll be yeah. interesting to see what happens when he does come back and like you know it, it it's always hard to tell with these Hollywood relation these Hollywood types and stuff like what's for publicity and what's not but you know
1: I did want to ask one more question related to this would you date someone who had an ex boyfriend ex husband who had major issues anger problems uh you know bipolar was maybe kind of you know maybe mentally psychotic in some way and um you know didn't have as much control over their their um um, their temper and and their anger, um, uh, and maybe directed that energy towards you. Would you be like, I'm out, even if the per- the girl is amazing, or would you try to stick it out? I guess I don't know. I guess uh, it would depend on the girl. I mean, I've been in that situation. <laughs> and so, I'm trying to remember because uh, I feel like you did, but I don't remember the situation.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, this was years. Oh, uh, that was years ago. This was when I was still at Two Stones, and uh, the girl I was seeing was a server there. And one day I got pulled into the office and they were like, hey, so so-and-so's ex-boyfriend just came in here looking for you. And mm. He is circling the parking lot waiting for you to come outside. So we call the police and you have to stay in here until situations relieved And you know it wow. was it was weird, uh, yeah. weird. that is scary and so like I continued dating her and then that relationship did not end well but uh i, I so I have
1: kind of a skewed view on that so I would probably run for the hills <laughs> yeah well that's probably why Pete Davidson feels so threatened you know in some ways even though he's friends with Kanye but it 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 starts to make you feel a little unsafe so it does I yeah. think it, you know you gotta be smart yeah all right mental health check uh I'm an eight I'm at an eight. I'm feeling good.
0: Yeah, I'm doing good too, man. I'm at a nine.
1: You said your work has been better. Work has been a lot better. Uh, you know, I, I nine. That's a lot for you. It's like six to a nine. That's yeah. That's uh, a good. lot
0: of things are, are going well. You know, the T V show's going really well, which you guys are gonna be featured on. Hopefully we get off
2: work. Yay. Cross uh, promotion. <laughs>
0: that's uh, right, cross promotion. Yeah, the show's going well. Um, you know, I guess we'll see what happens this week. Good. (laughs) So we'll find out. Good, man. Greg, what about you?
2: I'm going to bring the group down. Uh, I'm between like a six and a half and a seven. Because of work? Yeah, just things. Just too much. Too many. Yeah, 10 pounds of stuff in a five pound bag. I'll just say that.
1: Uh, (laughs) Is it more like interpersonal drama or just the stress of projects? Just the stress of projects. Uh, Yeah.
2: The unknown horizon. The things that are just sitting on the horizon. That and yeah. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and we always end up taking on more projects with a podcast up, but it's it's a it's this a distraction. It's this a lot is a fun. labor of love. This is truly a labor of love. A yeah. labor of love. So if you guys follow uh, Greg, My name on, of our next album, <laughs> I I tag Greg in all of our um, Instagram posts, so you can follow him. at I think it's uh, G. Aloise. That's it on Instagram. Or yeah. Giant G. I can't remember Giant what it G. Aloise, I think, is what I usually find. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at. Guys Who Cry Official. Oh my gosh. Sorry. My brain was really fried. <laughs> and our second. TikTok, which is Guys Who Cry Official 2396. And what about our YouTube? I remember now. Go to our, our Go to website. Guys Who Cry.com slash YouTube. Guys Who cry slash, dot YouTube. Com <laughs> slash YouTube. Greg, I got to figure out another fix for this thing. <laughs> guys Who Cry.com slash YouTube. Please subscribe. We want to try to get to 100 subscribers by the end of this year. Let's try to do it by the end of this year. Yes. That I think it'd be awesome. It. That's a good goal. We post clips all the time on social media, so definitely check us out. And our Facebook, Guys Who Cry Podcast. Awesome. Anything else you want to say, Ruben? No, I think you have something you want to say to end this. I just want to say... That's you. (laughs) (laughs) No, thanks for listening this week, guys. Tune in next week and be entertained.